This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Mm. Welcome in. You are looking live. Looking live. That's more of like a Tom Brokaw doing. Tom, yeah, Tom Brokaw. Were you looking I for '80s McMahon there? Call, Doing like Musburger, lollipop. No, Musburger, dude. He's got Brent Musburger. You, you are looking live. You are looking live. Where the Cardinals are about to take on the Packers <laughs> before ten people. Looking live at a rare live edition here of Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. It's a scoops and reckless speculation Thursday. He is our friend from the Five Eyewitness News Sports Department, Darren Doogie Wolfson. <laughs> And we have breaking news. That's why we're live here. The Vikings have announced through every credible NFL reporter that uh, they plan they plan to release Dalvin Cook, it sounds like, in the next day or so. So they're kind of telling the world, all right, we've been trying to figure out a trade for months, and now is the time to, you know, let the rubber meet the road here. So, hey, we're going to put him out there unless someone wants to give us a fifth-round pick or something. So... Doogie, uh, what do you make of this, and uh, what do you think? I mean, this is going to result in a release, right? It's pro- it's probably not going to be a last-minute trade, but what are your thoughts? Good morning, gentlemen. Happy Reckless Speculation Thursday. Zero surprise on this front. It was a matter of when, not if. Now, Phil, you say the Vikings? I would say more so the Dalvin side, right? Judd, you and I had a conversation on Tuesday right after you and I did this on my way out to Vikings OTA access where I met you. We folded hands and sung uh, Kumbaya and all that good stuff. What did I tell you, Jed? I said, I just got off the phone with somebody close to Dalvin. Yep, I joked, did. hey, it'd be nice to see number four out on the practice field here in Egan on Tuesday afternoon. This individual laughed and said, well, you'll be able to see him with his new team very soon. So the Vikings are doing mm. Dalvin the favor. They could have stretched this thing into, heck, late July, late August if they wanted to, but this is the end result. They will try, Phil. I mean, they have today to try to, you know, complete some sort of transaction for a day three draft pick. But, yeah, if I had to bet right now, you know, it's more on the side of, yeah, a release, not a trade. But there is a market out there, right? Like, if he hits the open market, it's not just Denver and Miami. I mean, I had heard the Jets were kicking the tires. Dallas had some internal conversations. At one point, there was some Bills steam. Not sure he ends up in Buffalo. I mean, he wants Miami. You know, now, how much of a team-friendly contract is he willing to accept? But 
you know, if all things are relatively equal, Dalvin wants to be in Miami. But once Alexander Madison re-signed in March, we were going to get to this exact point. So I think the question, though, Dukes, off of that is, and this could be uh, for Quazy, who is still, you know, in the big picture of things, relatively new at this portion of the job. I think the question is, what did the Vikings learn here? Because, you know, there have, have been reports, and I believe them completely, that before the Dolphins drafted a running back in the third round and signed some guys, that they were more in dire need and that they offered the Vikings a draft pick in the 2023 draft for Cook. And Quazy clearly overplayed his hand there. Is it the end of the world? No. It's a missed opportunity, though. And, you know, I really think that because it was a year after their value had basically gone bye-bye, Thielen and Kendricks were handled exactly right. Dalvin could have been traded clearly for something. And so that's my question. Going forward, are you going to continue to try and over value players that you're going to dump, which was Cook, or are you going to now say next March, okay, you know what, fourth round pick, we'll take that. That's, I think, the story from the Vikings' end here is what did Quazy learn? Because he almost certainly now is going to get nothing when he could have gotten at least a little something. Correct. Maybe even a little bit more than a little something. So Quazy definitely deserves some level of scrutiny. Now, I was going back and looking at some text message exchange, including with you and me, Judd, back on March 9th, March 10th, right in that two to three day time frame. And we had both heard, in fact, I think I verbalized this in this very spot, whatever that Thursday was, that second week of March, or maybe that first week of March, that I had heard the Vikings had received a trade offer. Now, Albert Breer suggests You know, it was darn near done with Miami. I don't necessarily know if it was Miami. At the time, I had heard a little Atlanta steam. I had heard a little Jacksonville steam, but didn't necessarily know. And had heard the Miami steam as well, but wasn't sure what the exact draft pick offer was. But even if it was a seventh, right, that was a missed opportunity. Just looking at the landscape, looking at the cap number, right, Whether you knew you were re-signing Alexander Madison or not, who had interest at that time from Atlanta, from Denver, from Detroit, like there was no guarantee the Vikings were going to be able to re-sign Alexander Madison. But even so, there were other running backs still available on the market in a pass-first offense. You just don't pay a running back this much money. So to me, missed opportunity by Quasey to make a trade in March, no doubt about that. Now, in the same breath, I will tell you, at 27 years old, coming off that shoulder reconstruction surgery in January, I feel like Dalvin Cook has at least one more really good year in him that I think we're going to have a conversation in, like, October and say, man, oh, man, do the Vikings miss Dalvin Cook. Whether that's with the Dolphins or somewhere else, I bet Dalvin Cook has a really good 2023 season. And that might be the case. But So I'm going to read you guys a couple interesting reaction snippets from just some smart people from around the football uh, universe from the outside. These are just like national perspectives on this. That even if Dalvin Cook has maybe one more year of gas left in the tank, for instance, that this is still the right thing to do. So uh, Brad Spielberger is the cap analyst for Pro Football Focus. Vikings and Quasey know that last season's record was fraudulent, and instead of doubling down, they are asking, would player X meaningfully contribute in 2024, so a year from now, and beyond? 
If the answer on an expensive player isn't a resounding yes to that question, they're moving on, which is exactly what they should do. Daniil Hunter, which we can get to, is the one that I would probably consider keeping, but every other move that they've made so far makes total sense. And then Joe Banner, the former president and CEO of the Eagles and the Browns for 20 years, he chimes in, says, not every move the Vikings are making will be right, but the approach is what every turnaround that had significant long-term sustained success is the model that they are using. So there's, I mean, I agree. It's hard as a Vikings fan to sit here today and be like, well, what the hell, man? I mean, Dalvin Cook still has some gas left in the tank. What are they What are they doing here? They're not looking at 2023. I think for years, the Vikings ownership and front office has been stuck on this year-by-year, make it up as you go, just try to scrape together enough cap space to compete. And for the first time, a front office is saying, despite winning 13 games last year, and we're still going to be competitive this year, we're going to look out on a two, three, four-year horizon and make moves for the long term that makes sense. So I'd, I'd like a fifth-round pick for him, but I get it. It makes sense, and we'll see what the next domino is. Sure. I have no problem with this approach whatsoever. I mean, okay, scrutiny from missing out on an opportunity in March for a day-three pick, that's not the end of the world. The overall approach, to me, makes all sorts of sense. Now, on that 2024 question, you're right. Daniil, Kirk Cousins, not extending him, but maybe later down the road, extending him. Those are different questions we can kick about. I will also tell you, they have a super healthy opinion of Ty Chandler, right? And so they want to give Ty Chandler some opportunities here in 2023. That was never going to happen if Dalvin Cook was back on this roster. I think the most important thing, too, though, is and the Vikings halfway got this right, which is the positional value, which some folks now want to debate, but you can't. Running backs aren't making – I mean, look at the guys. Zeke is still out there. He's a nobody. And if he played wide receiver, he'd be, you know, with a team by now. So I think the key thing here is they valued the position correctly. They didn't understand, though, that they – I think sometimes you get too cute and you think to, to yourself, well, it's Dalvin Cook, so I don't think he's great now, but I can try, you know, but I'm going to get a second round pick or something. It's like, okay, no, you're not. The other thing, though, with Cook and why he needed to be gone, in my opinion, from here is this Was Dalvin Cook going to take the type of pay cut? And I mean a huge one. I don't mean a small one. I mean, uh, was Dalvin Cook going to stay here and then play sort of a, 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 not backup role, but a 1A, 1B with Madison. And I think the, you know, there comes a point when you're a star in a place where it runs its course there. And Delvin Cook might go to the Dolphins and have a great year. But the key is he's going to take less and the expectation isn't going to be as, as high from his end. So I just don't think that there was a good way to keep a marriage alive when basically he was going to go from being, you know, spending years in, the master bedroom to being in the outhouse outside and like, Hey, we'll come, we'll come and use you still a little bit. So that's the thing is, I just don't think that there was any good way for him to stay here. Well, I mean, he was never taking the pay cut. We discussed this in January yep, post-mortem, right? I mean, we said in January, not March in January, the word was Dalvin was not open-minded to accepting any sort of pay cut here in Minnesota. Now I hinted at the last couple weeks you know, as things changed, okay, maybe having, you know, some brief second thoughts about, hey, I love it there in Minnesota. I'm beloved in that locker room. There's a comfort level. Okay, is there a chance that maybe we could work 
something out. But he just he wasn't taking the pay cut here, right? So like zero surprise there. One thing I will add, if you talk to some Vikings folks on background, they will, to defend themselves for not trading him in March, I have a feeling they would tell you that Dalvin could not pass a physical right. in March. Right? Yep. And so that would have been a hurdle in March. So, yes, okay, Albert Breer's report, what we had heard about at least, you know, some trade dialogue happening. I don't think, based on what the Vikings folks would tell you on background, that Dalvin would have passed the physical in March. Yeah, that I think you nailed it there. That's kind of... Because my, my first instinct is, really, just to zoom out for a second, you get nothing for Dalvin Cook. But at the time, let's let's go to the Miami rumors from three months ago, right? That my, It sounds like Miami might have gotten really close, but they had, but maybe they got cold feet because the guy's recovering from shoulder surgery. And, you know, it's I get it why you'd want to wait if you're an opposing team like that. Um, real quick, on the Daniil Hunter front, so Ian Rappaport, advanced the reporting yesterday just saying hey the vikings and this is one of those why is this information getting out there and who's putting it out there why now this has been a thing hovering behind the scenes for five or six months but just now ian rapaport comes out and says hey sources are telling me the vikings are fielding phone calls or receiving phone calls regarding a trade for daniel hunter what do you think that means for where these contract talks are at dudes well i'll tell you phil i have a very 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 strong sense that leakage did not come from TCO Performance Center. That did not come from the Vikings. So we're looking at either some other team that is hoping putting this out there, that they've inquired with the Vikings, that they're hoping this can push trade talks forward, or it was Daniil's representation not happy with where you know new contract talks stand. The Vikings have had every intention going back many, many weeks to have Daniil Hunter in purple in 2023, fully knowing that his current base salary just doesn't float his boat, that they need to take care of him financially to give him some sort of spike up, right? But, you know, to me, this is a signal that Daniil's camp is not real happy with where those contract talks stand. But until I hear otherwise, like, I don't think a trade is on the cusp, is imminent. Maybe we get to that point eventually. But I'm just telling you, the Vikings have every intention right now as we sit here on June 8th, the morning of June 8th, the Vikings want Daniil Hunter Hunter in purple. I, I think the sticking point too, and, and I get it from the Vikings and Dukes, is this. The sticking point is that they, I think, want a shorter-term contract. And they also, I think it would be a much improved payday. I don't know that it's what the Hunter camp wants. The problem, and I talked to Phil and Dex about this yesterday, Darren, but the problem that Hunter has, in my opinion, is, is this. His his reps and agents, who he has been loyal to beyond belief, when they signed that second contract, they accepted a bad contract. They just did, and the Vikings yes. never oh, tore yeah. that up. And I think, and so I'm sure that now they come back and say, "Look, I mean, this guy's statistics have been great. He's still he's not old, and let's make that up now." And I'm sure the Brzezinski and the Vikings are like, "No, dude, you signed that contract." So I, I think we're I think we're, we're going to have a problem here potentially, and these things are always a problem. Nothing is smooth about it. But I think the problem here potentially is Hunter and his camp are going to have to come to the realization that they that they screwed themselves, and they're not going to make that back up. They'll get more, but they're not going to get that. You know, the third contract now should be huge. He's missed a year and a half. He's still a productive player, but he's aging, and so. That's where I think you're going to have a problem here if they could 
continue to probably say, no, 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 we need to make up what we didn't get back then. Well, I mean, they think they can get that money, though, Judd, from somebody else, not here in Minnesota, right? I mean, that's just my sense that Daniil's camp would say, okay, go ahead and trade him. If you can get a third-round pick, great, or two-thirds, maybe a second, move on from Daniil. We'll get that payday somewhere else. I mean, the other complicating factor, at some point, the Niners are going to extend Nick Bosa. I'm not suggesting Daniil gets anywhere, like, in the ballpark of the Nick Bosa money. Heck, for all we know, if Bosa gets done before Justin Jefferson, Nick Bosa will end up being the highest-paid non-quarterback in NFL history, right? But if you're Daniil's camp and you look at Nick Bosa's contract and say, okay, like, if he's getting $33 million a year, $34 million, you know, Daniil, you know, falls somewhere you know, way more than what he's currently making, somewhere in that, you know, top 10-ish pass rushers, right? So that would just increase the, you know, the overall value when Bosa signs his contract. But, like, the Vikings want him here. That's all I can tell you. I mean, I've been saying that for for many months, that I've seen Daniil here in purple, just knowing that the Vikings really, really want to get something done to keep him going back to the Brad Spielberger question about 2024. The Vikings see Daniil Hunter being productive in 23 and in 2024. The Vikings want Daniil Hunter here for multiple more years. I have a reckless Daniil Hunter theory to throw by you guys here. Reckless speculation. Right after we shout out our friends at the Meadows at Mystic. If you're looking for one of the best golf courses in the state of Minnesota, Declan, the Meadows at Mystic is calling. Yes, it is. You should go, go check out the Meadows at Mystic Lake. Go to golfthemeadows.com to book that tea time. And in fact, Father's Day is coming up. Why don't you go get your dad a gift card at the Meadows at Mystic Lake? Go book a tea time with your dad at one of the best places to play golf at the Meadows at Mystic Lake and go check out those tea times. Again, it's golfthemeadows.com to go secure one of those. Go check out the Pro Shop. Enjoy a cold one, too, at the Meadows Bar and Grill. Go to golfthemeadows.com to learn more. Also, our friends at EcoFun are offering up some uh, fun little toys here. Let's call them, uh, I don't know, uh, like scooters, for instance, that can take you around in style. Enjoy fun rides this summer while averaging uh, 64 to 115 miles per gallon. That's kind of fun. Uh, Youth ATVs and dirt bikes in stock ready for the kids and grandkids. It could be kind of a fun gift idea for these these summer months if you have uh, a kid or a grandkid with a birthday coming up. And then a new carryover 2022 Yamaha Tracer GT9 motorcycles in stock and $1,500 off. Two stores to shop at in the metro area, Forest Lake and Burnsville. You can check out the full inventory at EcoFunMotorsports.com. That's EcoFunMotorsports.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. So could you do this? So Daniil Hunter and the Vikings come to some sort of an impasse. Hey, we'd love to do like a like a three-year deal with, you know, two years of guarantees and Daniil Hunter's camp, right or wrong, says, no, nah, man, we want the full bag. And we think another team will give us the full bag. So let's facilitate a trade or something. Let's see you get to that point later on this summer with Daniil Hunter. You know, Brian Flores, historically, go look at those Dolphins teams. The last year he was with the Dolphins in 2021, 
They were one of the best pressure defenses in the entire NFL. Top five in pressures, top five in sacks. Nobody on that team had more than nine sacks. The scheme generates pressure. Now, you still need players. So could you say, all right, Daniil Hunter, if if a team offers us a first-round pick, I think that's where it has to start for me. Or a second plus, like a fourth, like I need a couple nice picks or a first-round pick I mean, if you get a first offer, Phil, don't you need to do that? I this, Yes, and... With the, the theory that Daniil does have the injury history that, okay, yeah. he's still relatively young, but third contract, you really want to be paying him really good money at 29 and 30 years old? Like, to me, if you get a one, that to me is a no-brainer. And then the other shoe that drops, because now, okay, now you're still trying to win some games in 2023. You're not tanking by any means. You got Marcus Davenport. You're hoping that he has a better season. And then it's like Patrick Jones. and But out on the street right now, Melvin Ingram, 34 years old, He's a 3-4 edge rusher. You could bring him in as a third down specialist. Justin Houston is still one of the best pass rushers in the NFL in his 30s. Jadeveon Clowney, not the biggest pressure guy. He's available as a free agent. Uh, I wouldn't sign Yannick Ngakwe because I think he just sells out for pass rush stats. But the, uh, but there's a there's a handful of guys out there you could sign, veteran guys, for a one-year, just like you did with Zadarius Smith, basically, to plug the gap and then use that first-round pick however you want in 2024. You could you could fill the Daniil Hunter hole, not with an exact equal, but with a really good veteran player if you wanted to. Well, I will tell you, so Leonard Floyd, pass rusher, came off the board the other day to Buffalo. The Vikings just were never in on him. But I'll also tell you, after the Zadarius Smith trade to Cleveland, there were agents of maybe even some of the guys you just mentioned, Phil, who have inquired with the Vikings, not the Vikings initiating dialogue, But these agents, now that it's June, trying to find jobs for their clients, see the Vikings move on from a pass rusher. So they have reached out to the Vikings to see, okay, what about my client fitting in that Brian Flores defense? So I would say maybe stay tuned on that front. But I just know what Floyd coming off the board this week, or maybe it was late last week, in the last handful of days to Buffalo, Mm. the Vikings just were never, there was never any serious tire kicking going on there. I wonder what it would do to Flores' schematics and system because I'm sure he has counted on Daniil being there. If he's not, it changes things. But, yeah, I think if you get a first-round pick – now, my guess is they would be offered a second-round pick, and it might be a conditional first. Yeah, I'd be shocked if they were offered a first. I really well, would. Yeah, because it, it's also bad timing because if the hunter camp is allowed to take their client to market – teams are going to note that the Vikings are in a pickle, right? So it's not like, oh, we just got the idea to trade to Neil Hunter. Yes, this valuable asset. So he's valuable, but I think the best that you could probably do is a conditional first, like a, a sack, you know, 12 sacks or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but my guess is a second or a third. I'd probably shoot for like a second and a fifth or a second and a sixth. Uh, less than ideal, but I think what Phil said is probably on track. The Vikings, to your point, Dukes, the Vikings have every intention of Daniel playing here. That being said, I could also see the the Hunter camp, you know, coming back at the Vikings and saying, yeah, but he wants this contract. And, you know, potentially, I don't know, Team X, Y, or Z will pay that. The Vikings won't. The Vikings are also, you, you guys, in, in a really weird predicament. I think Cousins falls outside this because of his position. But the Vikings are in an interesting predicament because we don't know what direction they're going to go necessarily. It appears it's trending th- this way, though. Like, there has to be in their minds an age cutoff, right? 
And Hunter's, so like, Hunter's right on that Right, that's line, exactly. Yeah. He's on the border, right? So, like, what's that cutoff do? Because the Vikings aren't go- going to go five years. That's a four-year contract, probably. They certainly would go three years. That's a two-year contract. But the Hunter camp might be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Our guy still has, you know, lots of time left or something. So I, I'm very curious. It felt like the Spielman regime fell in, into a, let's keep our guys, which was fine. But this regime moving on from players and Daniil is in that very murky space that's going to challenge them to say if we can get a second round pick conditional first let's pull the trigger on that one maybe well I mean if that offer comes in sure but I'm telling you like they want him here and to answer that Spielberger question 24 I guess the question becomes what sort of money would you guarantee him in 2025 so Phil how old would he be in 2025 so he turns 29 I think in October so okay, so he'll be, he'll be thirty-one years slash old. Twenty-nine for this season, twenty-nine slash thirty for twenty-four. To me, twenty twenty-five is the question on Daniil. But if you get that offer, Judd, a conditional first, second, and a day three pick, I think at that point, you know, you shake Daniil's hand, you thank him for his service, and say, "Go get your payday elsewhere." It's time for us to move on, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know how you would turn down such an offer. Right, I mean, they've tried for many, many weeks to take care of Daniil in some capacity. I don't have right. exact numbers. I would pass them along if I had them, but they haven't come clearly to a happy medium. So at some point, the Vikings need to come to the realization, okay, maybe we can't sign Daniil. This is what we're willing to do. You know, it takes two to tango. They're not willing to say yes. Okay, time for us to cut the cord and move on. Yeah. By the way, uh, a bunch of people hanging out with us here live on the Score North YouTube channel. So thank you guys for taking some time out of your Thursday morning here. If you could click the like button and the subscribe button on the Score North YouTube channel, you can help us grow this thing that we've been building for the last three or four years. And then later on today, we're going to have all kinds of stuff on the Purple Daily podcast feed and YouTube channel. I think three different episodes coming down the pipeline on Purple Daily today. So we've got, it's a big Vikings news day with Dalvin Cook likely to be released. And then with the uh, the Daniil Hunter stuff kind of bubbling up in national reports. Let me ask you this, Doogie, and you can either answer it with your own opinion or if you've heard from people that have opinions behind the scenes. If the Vikings had made some of these moves a year ago, right when the new regime took over, if they decided, okay, we're going to kind of do what the Bears are doing to some extent, a year ago, we're going to trade Dalvin Cook. We're going to trade Eric Kendricks, Adam Thielen. What kind of draft capital do you think they could have gotten a year ago? And was it worth keeping the band together for kind of a fluky 13-win season that they're now reacting to as a fluke as they sort of tear this thing down a little bit and and rebuild on the fly? Sure, fluky, but enjoyable. It was. right. It was a freaking blast, yes. It was a fun, fun – I mean, just, you know – for fodder's sake, I mean, the material was endless, mm-hmm. right? To host that playoff game in January, to be favored yeah. in that first playoff game. I don't think they have any regrets in that regard. Until I hear otherwise, the Wolves, Mark Ziggy, are not willing to fully hit that reset button. That has a lot to do with Ryan Poles currently being the Chicago Bears general manager, not coming to Minnesota for that second interview, not seeing the process through. Now, Ryan Poles had a very good chance to be the Vikings general manager, but we saw what he was able to do in Chicago instantly, that he had interest in doing something comparable. I don't know all the specifics, but he wanted to strip this thing down pretty good, and the Bears made him a very nice financial offer. 
term, all that, and he was able to implement his plan there in Chicago. There was no need to come here to Minnesota with a sense that he wasn't going to be able to do a lot of what he wanted to do instantly. Mm-hmm. We do think, though, uh, and I, I've seen I've seen reports about this now that have tried to change the storyline, Dukes. It's still my firm belief, though, that the that the Wilfs mandate back to your polls point was we want to keep this team intact for a year. Yeah, and then yes. you, so like this was not it's it's now being painted as well. You know, we had these great veterans, and it was a great and it was a fun year. I'm not trying to take that away. But I think a lot of the moves that you are seeing now would have been made before 2022. And the reality is this, you did, and I I think this is why not getting compensation for Cook is slightly frustrating. Um, You had guys that a year ago you would have got compensation for. Thielen, I think. Kendricks, I think. Kendricks, I'm positive. Um, yeah, I mean, and, I don't know, Phil, like exact, you know, compensation, but sure, they could have gotten well, some level dra- of compensation. Well, let's say it's a fifth-round yeah. draft pick. Let's say it's a mm-hmm. fourth-round draft pick. It's something because it, it can be packaged. The point is, it's clear that Quazy had a mandate of keep the band together, uh, try and win. They yeah. did, credit to them. But it does come at, at a price now because guys are walking who you could have gotten draft picks for. Yeah, and, I mean, I'm not even necessarily upset at Quasey. I mean – for Quasey to ascend up to this position, the position that he desired for many years, it was Vikings or bust, right? Like nobody else was hiring him as their GM. Sure, he was in the mix other places, but wasn't a finalist or on the cusp of landing another job. So if he wanted this GM job, he had to follow some of these mandates. But now he can implement maybe some of the things he would have done a year ago. I don't know exactly what Quasey would have done a year ago, but I think if Quasey had, you know, Full clearance, yeah, we would have seen some level of what we're seeing now, yes, one year ago, right when he took over. Yeah. Uh, Dukes, this is man, great stuff here. Uh, do you have anything either left in the Vikings bag or outside of Vikings that you want to drop here on the Scoops episode? Yeah, so there's a news conference on Tuesday at Target Center. Yeah. Some big announcement of a big event, right? I guess a big announcement would be a big event coming to the Twin Cities, Declan. You may want to check on this. I had somebody tell me this would fit under the reckless speculation theme of Thursday, right? Reckless speculation Thursday. Go ahead and play the yeah the the liner there. But is it WrestleMania? I, not just, a I got a text. Somebody told me to check on WrestleMania. No, that would be US, U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah. Well, no, I they can do the press conference at Target. Center, but the target. event could be yeah. at U.S. Bank you. Stadium. So like oh my God. So, coming yeah. to downtown. To check on. I don't oh, know the yeah. answer. I can tell you there is going to be an announcement on Tuesday at Target Center of a big event, sporting event, coming here, or entertainment event, however you want to you know, define it, coming here to Minnesota in the near future. So the announcement will take place. Like it's for, it is for Target Center. The, literally, the, the press release is set to be announced for okay. Target Center. Is it? I'm pretty, I haven't sure, read the I'm pretty sure it's is it? Target Center. It's not okay. some just concert, right? You know what? I have it here. Let it's me see like if I can multi that. Is it Monster Jam? Monster Jam. Tickets just Metro. five bucks. Well, here it says... We'll host a media-worthy celebration at Target Center to announce a major upcoming event to be held in Minneapolis. Okay. Well, so yes, it are, is the wolves, are the wolves are the wolves calling their shot? Conference. The wolves are calling their shot a second round playoff series. It will be in the house, <laughs> but well. it doesn't necessarily specify that the event itself oh. will take place at Target Center. So anyway, I think... if I hear what it is between now and Tuesday morning, I'll pass it along. But. I'm just wow. telling you, somebody who knows some stuff texted me and said, hey, you might want to dig on WrestleMania. 
Oh yeah, I just I think I think they would announce WrestleMania. They would announce it on like Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, wouldn't yeah, they? They, would they, want, wouldn't... they would want control of it. Okay. WWE yeah, I mean, would. yeah, you guys are are the wrestling. Look at, the, look at these right guys. Know. Or is it like a, yeah. is there like an AEW pay per view coming? Maybe could it be Royal the other? Rumble? I don't think could AEW gets that sort of press release. The, That's just me. Isn't the Rumble in stadiums too now? Or do they do the Rumble in arenas? Uh, they can do it in arenas. I don't know. Well, if it's wrestling related, Declan and I'll be there. Yes. So, <laughs> well, I'll dig. I'll dig in the next, you know, twenty four to forty eight to seventy two hours. See if I can find out exactly what it is. The other news I can pass along. So the Timberwolves, they have this free agent camp next. I guess it would be what the fourteenth and fifteenth. So that's next what Wednesday and Thursday. I don't know how big it's going to be. Like Kennedy Chandler is a very capable point guard. Early second round pick last year of Memphis. They let him go, so he's now a free agent. Well. He turned down the invite. So I just don't know if this. Yeah, he turned down by guys, like, guys with two last names. No Kennedy Chandler no doesn't. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so anyway, I don't know how big this free agent camp will be, but the Wolves are welcoming some free agents in. Is Chris Paul going to be there? In Thursday. Well, will Chris Paul officially be a free agent by then? He, he might. I mean, much He's like Dalvin, the Suns are going to try to exhaust every trade option before they outright release him i'll be curious to see how they stretch his contract if they do it over five years just with the cap hits and all that yeah but yeah i mean chris paul probably inevitably going to end up with with the la lakers not here in minnesota do not tweet me questions about hey what about chris paul to minnesota no i don't see a scenario where chris paul i think i'd rather have mike mike conley seems i mean chris chris paul is just always hurt and then by the end of the year he has no gas left in the tank i love him as a player but i just don't know man i if he could, if well, he could I mean, play like 45 games with the Lakers or something, maybe, and rest yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, but... I've seen him in Boston. Boston would you know, be interesting. Play, you know, whatever it is, 45. I mean, you know, sit out, you know, the second game of every back-to-back, be strategic, November, December, January, February, have him ready to go mid-March on. Yeah. I'd love to see him in a Celtics uniform. But, uh, you know, the Lakers have had interest going back a long time. I can confirm it's not WrestleMania. It's okay. not WrestleMania. It's not WrestleMania? Okay. Not WrestleMania. Okay, yet. thank you. It's not WrestleMania but, yet. That's true. Yet. The Beach Boys, right? <laughs> One last time, the Beach Boys will play <laughs> Minneapolis. Come see Brian Wilson. Mike Love. It's definitely Mike a Love sporting yeah. event. Boy. Yeah, let me just... I should have read the press release. Minnesota sports <laughs> and events. Great scoops right now. To <laughs> announce major event coming to Minnesota. The announcement takes place at Target Center on June 13th. Yeah. We are the epicenter of mysterious, ambiguous. Right, well, I'll send, sporting I'll send some text messages when I when I turn off the mic here before a little vet appointment for uh, the one, the only Scooby. The other Wolves mm. note: so they have some draft workouts scheduled on the 16th and 19th. So what is that? A week from tomorrow, then I guess the day after Father's Day, that Monday, the 19th. I know Gabe Kausher, local guy, former Ooh. Gopher, former Iowa State Cyclone, mm. he'll be in on the 16th. Mike Miles of TCU, a very good guard. You maybe remember him from TCU's NCAA tournament run. He's another guy coming in for a workout one of those two days, the 16th and the 19th. So, anyway, the Wolves have a busy stretch kicking in starting next Wednesday. Yeah. There he is, Darren Doogie Wolfson on this Reckless Speculation Thursday. Speculation. Great stuff, Dukes. Yeah, and one other one, just, you know, continued tradition. Yep. We caught up with Matt Walner yesterday at CHS. I mean, he verbalized the frustration, but also realizes he's not the first player in this position, but clearly there's frustration with the role he's on knowing he could help 
this feeble Twins lineup. It's now, what, half their games. They've played, what, 62 games, 31 times. They've scored three runs or less. So Matt Walner clearly frustrated, but also within the same breath will tell you, hey, not the first player to experience this, just has to keep doing his job. Yep. There he is, Darren Doogie Wolfson, 5 Eyewitness News. We will see you next week, sir. Okay, yep. see you, boys. Bye-bye. Right. See you on Sunday. Great stuff. Yes, little yep. uh, little yep. gathering on Sunday. I'll Raise some money for the furious. Little Leaguers. You're going to be what? I said, I will be, be there downing a few Furiouses. Surly Furious, I'll be drinking that as, as, I, as I shake hands. Because you guys know I'm very good when I'm prepared to meet people. When you got a couple beers in you, you're really good. Well, no, but when I'm prepared for an event, I'm good. It's when I'm not prepared that I'm thrown off kilter. When someone catches you off guard and Hello. I, don't mind, I don't mind it, but I'm just saying I'm I'm gonna <laughs> try to help Darren any way I possibly can. Yes. Uh inside information about your favorite Minnesota sports teams and ambiguous information about mysterious sporting events at Target Field. It's gonna be a big event. The Who is coming to Target God. for one final time. No. Please no. All right. Uh Purple Daily. Keep an eye out on the Purple Daily podcast feed and YouTube channel throughout the day. We have probably three episodes dropping reacting to uh, the various big news items. So thanks for hanging out with us here live on the Score North YouTube channel, Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd.